Welcome to episode 14 of the Global Exclusive Podcast. I'm your host, Hazard. This week, you're joined by Boris. I'm actually awake. Cotton C. What is Valkyrie profile and why do the unit suck so badly? Dream Blitz. This is the most skippable week in the last few months. Muspel. I hate this week so much. Shadowwalker. I pulled on this banner. <laughs> what? Oh, God. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that story. Why? the throne from Boris. Oh, God. Every week I see new units from my whale friends and I pray for their souls because I have no idea how they afford all this crap. Well, this week we've got the Valkyrie Profile Banner Part 2, and we also have Valkyrie Profile Enhancements, which have got the community really excited. No, they fucking don't. One word for it. <laughs> we also got the news about the Neo Visions, new rarity slash abilities and everything else, so we'll talk about that. And uh, Muscle's got our sponsor this week. Have you ever worried about pulling on a banner and been concerned that you might not get someone good? Well, then the Valkyrie Profile banner is the right place for you. Spend your lapis here, and you won't have to wonder, because every unit you'll get will be terrible. Valkyrie Profile. Get fucked. Oh, man. <laughs> it's also so true. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's Pile Driver. Alim got lazy and released carbon copies. Sorry, Hazer. There we go. So we're back. And we're back. We're back to 2016. Remind me why you put a game shadow. Oh, well, it's a long story, but to put it short, it was like I got a free Lenith from the raid, and I was like, cool. So I used a few tickets to get um, Aelia, Aelia, you know, the four-star unit? Yeah. The armor TMR. Yeah, she actually has a good TM. And her, she's literally the best unit in, in the banner, and I wanted her TMR, so I used like four or five tickets. I got Lazard before that. So I got a Lazard, and I'm like, okay, I have a Lazard and a Lenith. That means if I do on the 5k pool, there might be a chance that I get a 7-star, and I do that, and I get a Miss Tina, a Miss Tina and, and so now I'm left with one of each. Oh, dear. And I use so more tickets. So when we take notes, your system is actually working. You fucked over Shadow <laughs> just the way it was supposed to do. <laughs> I, I, I pulled for two Aelias, and I got an Arngrim along the way. So now I feel really bad. I actually also pulled for Aelia all of my tickets, but uh, got three of the... Wait, what is his face? The other four-star on the banner. And zero Aelias, unfortunately. Yeah, Lucian, Lucian. I got three of him, and I already have like three of his TMR, so yeah. Screw you all, because if I hadn't come to this podcast, I wouldn't have known about this TMR, and now I have to pull. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an armor with dragon killer. With 50% dragon killer, all right. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's decent. Yeah, I, I'm going to say also, it, it has a bit low attack, so it's not like, it's not going to be the best thing in the world. Also, not all units can wear heavy armor. Yeah, but like, if you need to kill dragons... It's, it's going to be nice for dark visions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in that case, I'm definitely not pulling. Screw Dark Visions. If you need Sid to jump on dragons, this is his best armor. That's true. I did pull ahead of Dream at the very end, by the way. Yeah. Well, I pulled ahead of you just before, and then you pulled ahead of me again. So the, the overall standings did not change. Yeah. Shadow was still last, though. 
<laughs> I guess it's yeah, yeah, beat on Shadow. Like the man literally just pulled on the shittiest banner in history. Like don't don't make him feel worse. Okay, I but I'm amazed that me and Dream are like a hundred thousand points below Baros, Cotton, and Muspel. So they must have just had all the right units and a lot of skill, or uh, who knows. I, I I just couldn't beat Baros. He has all those limited units because he pulls on all those banners. <laughs> <laughs> he did have all of them. I couldn't beat Muspel and Baros because they have freaking redacted. I refuse to omit that, okay? It's still I don't a matter have redacted, what do you mean? I don't have shoe. Shoe? Shoe win. Yeah, I was I was using Elena and Aurora for Evia. Yeah, but that's different. You're a whale. It sounds like you need to get good, Cotton. If you use shoe win, shoe win. Oh my god, Hazard. <laughs> I hope Lemon I hope Lemon mutes everybody but a Hazard, because that joke is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you guys missed it. That's fine. That's fine. Let's move Wait, on. What, what do you say? Okay, say it, say it, say it. If you guys aren't so busy talking over each other, maybe we'll actually listen to people. <laughs> Are you trying to stop the call? You guys should know that as soon as I start talking, that it's it's the most important voice you're going to hear, so shut up. <laughs> no, no, we should just actually, you know what? Isn't there a, a thing on Discord we can just have Hazard at 300% volume and everyone else at 50 so that when Hazard speaks, it's just unmissable? That would be so painful. <laughs> just a booming aura. But I'm going to say, like, you know, you know how we usually kid about uh, the Valentine's banner being shit? Well, actually, you know what? Turns out that uh, Big Hard is amazing for DV and yeah, also... Yeah. Turns out, actually, that uh, Sakura and Ayaka are amazing for DV because their chains actually do damage. So that was a lot of fun. So we're we're like five minutes into the podcast, and we haven't talked about VP at all, but talked about Dark Visions the whole time. Yeah, we're talking about the more interesting thing that's like already <laughs> a week old. Welcome to the Dark Visions exclusive podcast. <laughs> now, shall we shall we get into the actual banner? Oh, can we not? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we do have to. So first up, for the new units, we do actually have some pr a very strong mage. They've got permanent triple cast, mystic cross frames for three elements, I think fire, dark, and one other one. Chaos wave, awaken. Chaos wave, mystic cross. It's the same thing. And then, yeah, they've got five turn cooldown for, like, implying imperils. Unfortunately, doesn't have full uptime just because JP doesn't know how to durations work apparently and then they've got like an elementless chain that buffs their magic and they can keep that up every three turns their gearing's a bit of an issue because they only have 100 percent true double hand and no dual wield but overall they're pretty strong now what's the name of this unit because you haven't said yet well it's it's both of them alim <laughs> <laughs> oh, got lazy and released carbon copies the the stronger one is lizard Lizard man. Is it Lizard or Lizard or... I would say Lizard. I keep calling him Lizard. I'm just going to call him Lizard man. I want to call him Lizard because that's the name of the police... Uh, what, what is his title? I don't know. From Police Academy? You guys are too young to watch Police Academy, but it's a great comedy. Inspector Lizard, I think. Whatever. Fuck you all. Yeah, so Lizard and Mistina are just very standard mages with very standard kits. Lizard is stronger. Mistina is mediocre by modern standards, which means she's ahead of like 90% of units in the game, but she's still like 8 billion damage per turn behind the top units. And she's a mage. And Lizard does have a few innate killers, 75% for humans, fairies, and undead, but it's like, that's not a big deal, really. It's just a drop in the bucket. Ah, 
I mean, like for DV, that can be a huge thing, though. I'm gonna say mages with quad casts are generally not a good fit for DV because their casts cancel before you get to the later ones. I mean, these guys are triple, so it's not so bad. But yeah, they'll still probably only get two casts. And we're gonna get to this later on the pod too about how mages are actually incredibly bad. So I think we should save that. We might not get to that topic, Shadow, depending on time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure we have much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much... Yeah, we're done with the new units. New units covered in one fell swoop. And I really... Yeah, uh, one I, thing that I dislike... How, how long did that take? Okay, Three Jesus minutes? Christ. Sorry. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's like... No, hold on. <laughs> you guys do that again, but this time let's add cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Choo-choo. But seriously, there's nothing for the cotton train to go on today because the units are seriously mediocre like yeah Lazard and Miss Tina have practically half their kit copy pasted I mean they both have fire lance they both do lightning bolt well no no they both do fire lance and shadow servant they both have what firestorm and dark savior they both have I mean like they even need to name the skills fire lance Miss Tina and fire lance Lazard Lazard whatever just to differentiate them I mean they're as I mean, presumably that's because of source material, but whatever. Also, their sprites, um, Lazard kind of looks like Pain, and Messina looks like Magic Tech Warrior Terra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually not a bad comparison, to be honest. Magic Tech Warrior Terra looks better than that. Lazard and Messina, I think, like in the original VP game, which is actually a great game, people should play it, uh, I think they had like the same teacher or something like that. So they are they are supposed to be very similar mages. And if I remember it correctly in the game, they were quite similar too. Um, so yeah, it, it makes sense that they have copied kits. And it's also a bit shameless because they are going to be very good partners for one another. For so you're, you're saying that they should have been a dual unit, Lezard and Messina? Uh, no. Oh gosh. But yes. No, I was going to say that bad. They, have, they have perfected the laziness <laughs> Because usually there's like a troll rainbow and a good rainbow. Now they've just made one unit into two different units on the same banner. So but they're both might troll. Just, but they're both troll, and you might pull one of each, and then you'll be screwed. Yeah, because like if you look at it from from like if you're looking at if you actually have good mage gear, then night like yeah, it's, it's like they're just not even the. I, I would expect limited mages to at least be the best mages in the game, and. Like, they're close, but they're not quite there. At minimum, the best? I mean, yeah, it's, it's a limited banner. They should be, right? No. They, because <laughs> you never know if they're going to get actual enhancements again. You, you, Yeah, it's like limited banner should be better. Good. Shame on the people that pull on limited banners. They deserve all <laughs> the misery they get. Sorry, you see, Maros, This is why personal. Full Metal Alchemist is the best limited banner. Because the units are actually good right yeah, now for without how long? any need for enhancements. Well... But most of, the, most of the limited banners have been decent at the time. It's just how long they last is the question. I think Edward is going to always be an exception just because of his versatility. I don't know. I mean, when Kuja comes out and does 120 billion damage per well, turn. Well, Kuja is still another, like, 10 months away. So it's like, that, that by that point, anything will release. usually when you get enhancements. Speaking of enhancements, Muspel. First up, we have Leneth. You know that training family that everybody loves? Piledriver? What if it was even worse? What if you had to cap your own pile driver chains and you had to spark chain with a moving chainer so that you can't even do it properly on some enemies? Doesn't that sound like fun? That's it does, it does, Mouse Pope. And in exchange for dealing with this clusterfuck and 
having to find a friend that actually uses her and needing to use probably a dark like she's probably mostly locked to dark because and then you need I think an external imperil, right? No, she doesn't imperil, imperil for herself now. Right. Yeah, I tried to block her kid out of my memory. So yeah, you're probably stuck with only killer bow as your real option, unless you want to run an external imbue, but there's like like what? One two non units that have dark imbues? One non limited and, uh, unit with dark imbue. Yeah. It's not good. And her damage is her damage is unimpressive. You could external light as well. They really didn't change her frames. No. Nope. They really kept pile driver. Yep. yep. Oh yeah, she's pile driver. <laughs> this this entire enhancement batch is basically copy pasted from JP. Oh my god. Yeah, just wait and and key, spare, uh, save that. Didn't, oh, they hazard. didn't change her frames question for the next character too. Hazard, I'm working my way down. Leneth is the best of the three. Wait until you hear about Freya. Wait until you hear about Freya. Give me, give me uh, two actually, minutes. and I'm not gonna agree with that. I don't think Lenneth is the best of the three. I think, I think Arngrim is the best of the three. But yeah, let's get to that. Oh no, no, wait until Master gets to Arngrim. Okay, I'm sure he has things to say. There's one final side note about Lenneth that is highly important. She does more damage than Esther. There we go. <laughs> ah, there yes, we go. That is important. <laughs> Because there are units on this banner that do less damage than Esther. I guess that should be noted. <laughs> what happened to Enhancement Guy? He used to be the best person at designing units in the game. Enhancement Guy got coronavirus. Cotton, I got an answer for this. Okay, ready? We had two different batches of um, enhancements this month. So what happened is that his man hours were stretched, but he was still paying paid the same. So the Enhancements Guy said, fuck it, and copy-pasted all of JP. So everything that we got this month has been terrible. With S starting with Esther. Yes, but Esther. It's starting with Esther. It's 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 Gumi's fault for aligning multiple enhancements yeah. in one month. He got angry. I mean Elephant was pretty decent and, and Sylvia wasn't bad. Elephant was a copy paste. Elephant was a copy paste, so No, Elephant got a bunch of extra. He ran out of time when he hit Esther. <laughs> <laughs> Our time is up. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> For Arngrim, imagine that you took Noctis's kit and then you just made it, like, bad, three times worse. He does about as much damage as Noctis on paper, but he's element locked to fire, and not even, like, because he has his move is locked to fire, because he has a chance to imbue himself on a counter. <laughs> Which is very stupid. Just, just let that sink in. Yeah, like, it's either you do stuff with him turn one, or you just don't use that unit. And and in addition to that, his moves use swing animations. It's about, like, four or five seconds from his first hit to his last hit. So, a lot of chains aren't going to be able to fit that at all. Like, you can fit some of it, but not all of it. That's what she said. And so he ends up being even worse than Noctis. Oh my god, Hazard, what the hell? You would you would have banned me if I said that in chat. <laughs> Here you are. But what did he say? I didn't even hear it. Man, you guys are missing all my good stuff tonight. What did he say? Yeah, you have to repeat it now. No, Shadow is the only one listening. I heard it. Shadow, what did he say? Um, <clears throat> Shadow, what did he say? You can find out on the edit. Yeah, when Lemon edits the pod, it's gonna be like crisp and nice. <laughs> I know, but like it. the 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 du duplicity from here. Like he bans people who say bad words, and now he. <laughs> and then there's Freya. Oof. <sighs> Must spell. Do you wanna do you wanna maybe repeat how you described her chaining in wiki ratings? 
a filthy, incestuous hate fuck of frames. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where's my band hammer? Uh, hey, Muspo, uh, did they change her frames for her announcements? <laughs> no, they didn't. And they really, really needed to. So Freya has triple cast, and her moves all have different frames. And when you cast all three moves, then their frames mix up together, like right next to each other. So you have to spark chain her. And they're all non-elemental, so if you don't spark chain, then you lose tons of damage, even aside from the fact that the chains break. And if you look at her chains, you have one spot where you have her first cast hit, and then her third cast, and, and then, then her second, second right after each other. <laughs> and then later in the chain, you have a hit from the first cast, followed by the second cast, followed by the third cast. So not only are they hitting right next to each other, but they're hitting right next to each other in different orders. <laughs> it's And her damage is lower than Elena. Ooh, and Elena's terrible, Nexus. Shut your face, Nexus. Suck it, Nexus. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Lower than unsupported Elena. Yeah, weird. I used Elena for, like, most DV trials. I, I got a, the best score on the pod, just saying. Yeah, she does around 10 billion damage per turn. Slightly less, I think. Yes, but Maspa, what about her limit burst? Like, it's 58 times magic damage to a single enemy. Yeah, no, that's worse than her skills. <laughs> and. I'm I'm sure that some people are thinking, well, what if you use her as a finisher? Well, remember, she has multiple hits very close together. She will break your chains. Somehow. If you try to use her as a finisher. I think that unless you count, like, Lovely Katie or Immortal Knight Garland, I think that Freya is the worst unit that has come out in FFBE since, I want to say, like, Livid Shantoto. Maybe Chin. Chin was bad, but at least Chin was, like, bad in a way where you could kind of see what they were trying to do. Original, not enhanced. Yes, original. Original Chin. What about Kaito? Kaito. Yeah, and they really... And the thing is, all the things you're describing about Freya right now, this could be, like, a podcast from the original VP banner, because she had all of these flaws on the original banner. Her only saving grace back then was that her LB... Well, her LB is still strong, but, like, back then, I guess it was one of the strongest. It was, like, a 45 mod on an LB. It was unheard of. It was Oh, ridiculous. sorry, I, f- I forgot something really important. Freya can't equip weapons. <laughs> she doesn't have any innate TDH or TDW, so you have to give her Crow as TM so that she can equip a rod. And then you have to gear her for a lot of magic TDH so that her stats don't suck, which means that as soon as you have to slot in any killers, her damage just plummets because she loses tons of magic. Way more, like, mages already have this problem in general. Frey has it worse than any of them. Her gearing is worse than Roy Mustangs. Wow. What I don't get is, it would have been so cheap and simple to just give her the three abilities that you enhance so she gets damage on them. Just give them frames, you know? Like, at least, like, okay, don't even give them elements. I don't care. Just give them frames. Or, or or enhance her triple cast to be able to triple cast as many... Although that that wouldn't actually make sense because the, the reason why the triple cast works like that is because that's how uh, the Valkyrie profile of the game works. So it should stay like that, I guess. I mean, look, Freya has one shining point. She has a zero turn duration, so the 80% spirit break. So the break only lasts for the turn itself. I guess if you really want a strong spirit break, 
breaker for dark visions and you don't have someone like Edgar or Riku or Locke or whatever, you could use her? It's not worth the slot. <laughs> yeah, but then you have Ultima that does what she does, but better. Because Ultima's break is, well, one turn. Uh, so she could actually, like, what is an Ultima? Chaos Wave Chain for the upcoming term. It's Ultima. I thought we weren't doing pronunciation words. You already are. No, no, wait, no, no. Wait, how I is it Ultima? It's Ultima. How is it Ultima? It's not Ultima. No. That's it's ridiculous. Ultima. Of course it's Ultima. No, it's not. Oh, God. Yes, it is. Why would it be Ultima? That's stupid. It's ult Ultima. It's Ultima. You know what? We need the filler content this week. Ultima. Ultima. Yeah, that's what I've always said. No, no, no. It's, it's the pronunciation. Where you're putting the emphasis is wrong. It's on Ultima, not Ultima. You see what I'm saying? No, but, but like, isn't like... I, it, isn't that literally the JP pronunciation of the spell, though? Like, Ultima. It's like Ultimate. But we're not JP. We're English. Sorry. This is English. What game are this we playing? This is GL. This is goal global. Global. It's not global. No, I'm, I'm, okay, but, but I mean... Like... <laughs> <laughs> but they came up with the name, so I'm thinking... Holy like, shit, you Hazard, know, you're on the roll today. It, 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 it's like all these goddamn weebs... Infecting Square so that Aris is now called Aerith in the new FF7 game. And and that hurts my soul because I grew up with Aris. Look, Barros ba clearly knows what he's talking about. <laughs> it's Barros. <laughs> I rest my case. Shut up. <laughs> oh, this is. Yeah, we, we need to let Coton talk for a second. So sorry, Hazard. <laughs> this is like that fucking key and peel meme uh skit oh man oh the football players that's the best one no it's it's when their their teachers like a aaron they don't know how to pronounce the names oh, so oh. good okay but the football one's really really good oh i know that one this is much better content than the actual units yeah, sorry guys, but this is the worst banner and enhancement patch we've seen in a long time, so... Yeah, and, and don't fall for the trap that Shadow did, where you get a random rainbow out of a five... Right, five rainbow banner, right? Mm -hmm. And then you think you're actually gonna get it through the random uh, rainbow on a five rainbow banner. Just, just don't fall for it, because that's what the system is built for. That's why they give you a free one. That's what they did with Dragon Quest 2, just to rope you in. Barros, at least the free one for Dragon Quest was good. This one, yeah, exactly. For this banner, the free one was either Angrim, Lenov, or Freya, which are all bad. Just so yeah. bad. I was actually hoping that Angrim would be a decent DV unit because he actually has, like, on paper, a really strong mod turn one. But then, like, it takes three ages for him to actually do all his skills. So, yeah, <laughs> ends up sucking. Also, his gearing is bad. I, I, I think they should have, they should have increased. Arngrim's damage by at least fifty percent. Then he would be he would be decent. He wouldn't be amazing, but he would be a viable finisher. Look, the common trait for all three of the enhancements you need is that Gami needed to have fixed their frames. Why? So yeah, conspiracy yeah. theory now: enhancement guy in global is either dead or on vacation or very very sick or fired because hey, you know he's what? not responsible for this nonsense. No, I, I agree. It's got to be the Aleem people. It is definitely the Aleem people, because this is a copy-paste. But I want to... Or, yeah, they did increase... They've also copy-pasted it twice now, by the way, because they accidentally put it in the game like a month ago. 
Yeah. Oh, the tower. Yeah. So they, we already had a preview of their idiocy, and they still went forward with it. But you know what? I want to ask something. So we had this beautiful, because okay, so we had this beautiful post about coronavirus from uh, the producer of the game, uh, saying that you know we maybe shouldn't expect content as fast as usual, but how is a video game company and a video game publisher affected by corona in such a degree that they're you know that we see a notable decrease in in some cases it's an issue of like if, if nothing else you would have issues with graphics because in a lot of cases like your graphic artists use like fancy workstations with multiple monitors or whatever at work so like they can do it remotely from home, but if you're working with like one small monitor or maybe on a laptop, it can be harder to get your work done efficiently. I would imagine. I'm not an artist, but no, I would no, think that that, that from... does make sense because like not all artists actually have a sweet setup at home because like yeah. it actually costs serious money. Although like what we're doing at our company is we're actually just letting people take whatever they want from the office home, you know, to set up their shit at home. So. Yeah, I think that's quite common. So I mean, like, yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm kind of, kind of wondering because the digital industry of any type has a much easier time actually coping with Corona working from home. No, that's true. That's definitely true. It's just okay. So I, I, I work as a pro- programmer, and one of the things is that when it depends on the company. If the company isn't prepared for remote work, it could be a gong show just setting that up for everybody, right? Like everybody needs to have their own whatever. We use Microsoft Teams, or if if your team uses Slack or whatever some um, interface that you use, everybody needs to be set in the right page. Especially the older management team who don't know how to use this technology. The other aspect is that when you're in a working office environment, like you're all in the same space, communication flows really easily, right? Let's just say you have a question about certain. Uh, so in source code, especially when you're working on code that you didn't develop, like Gumi is, right? Gumi's working with code that Alem developed to modify it, change it, or add to it. So if I feel like without everybody in the same space, and if Square wasn't ready for this to happen, there could have there could be delays in production. Like I can imagine a yeah, lot. Yeah, I mean, of... you have good points, but that's exactly the point, though, that Gumi would have had this communication problem anyway, because their developers are not even close to Alem meaning that they're going to have to communicate that way anyway. And it's made much worse though. Yeah, I mean sure, well I I'm not going to say much worse. It's like you're still doing this remotely in some way. You're just doing it from your home. And also, let's not forget that both uh, Gumi and Alim are not high man count companies, right? They they're not that many. So it's not like oh, there are these 400 people that need to be coordinated or something. I actually don't know how many they are, but I'm just assuming they're not that many. We we don't know, I guess. Um, their their current no, office. It's all just speculation. But I can imagine a lot of factors. Like working remotely would also cause some delays. Like if you're all in the same office, you want someone else to do something, you can just call over there or shout over there or just walk over there. But like if you're doing it remotely, you have to send an email, wait for them to reply, and there's a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It's a different way of working. But I mean. It's like it's it's still doable. Anyway, now we've like segmented into like this is how interesting the VP banner is. We're talking about remote working techniques in times of Corona. Okay, this is an excellent <laughs> example of how shitty this banner is. Well, we can talk about the actual big news this week. Um, something that apparently they have been working on for some time, which is the New Visions announcement that, that came out uh, in the last week or so. 
So who, who wants to explain it to me? Because I have been way too lazy to actually read this stupid thing, and I really don't care that much. There is quite a lot to explain. Yeah. But yeah, I like that Global's so boring this week, we're looking at JP. I mean, you can just explain it in a way where it works just like in War of the Visions, and you're done. That, that's real helpful for me and all the other people that haven't played War of the Visions. That's their fault. <laughs> I, I can explain it. Uh, I can explain it or dream can. I, I, think... I think before we start, we could say like, Trek actually did a really nice write-up on what exactly a new visions, how, what new visions is and how it works on Reddit. So search it up if you have any questions. Yeah, his one, his post is pretty thorough. But do give us, like someone should give us a quick, quick intro. Cause, uh, so we all have the details. I'll do a quick intro and then dream could do a more complicated one. How about that? Yeah, Trek's post is too long. Give me the TLDR. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the TLDR hazard is it works less in War of the Visions. Well, well, the TLDR is that it's eight star, but it's not. But like that, yeah. that doesn't help at all right now. No, that's that's really all I need to know. Like, does anyone need any more information than that? Technically, Sice did Sice did say that they're actually still coded as seven stars for what it's worth. So technically, they didn't break the eight star promise, right? In all, not yet. In the technicalities. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, they had a promise. Why, right? Because I was gonna say, hey, why isn't this eight star? Because it's just stupid and confusing. JP said at some point that they wouldn't do eight well, something star. bad happened with Brave Frontier after it went to eight star or something like that. But that's just ridiculous. That that's kind of like no elevators in hotels have the thirteenth floor. So if I if I if I can go on, Neo Vision is not. It's it's a new sort of rarity that's not an eight star. If so, there are two different paths. New units that are released Neo Vision will only be released in NV Rarity. The first one is Remake Cloud. Remake Cloud, when you open it, you will get a red, reddish uh, crystal, and once you open that, he's a level fully maxed out Neo Vision Cloud, and that's it. And notably, this means you don't need two copies of the unit. Not w- no, one, one copy, copy to get, get the NV. Well, you well technic- I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm, technically, I'm, you will get there. Cotton. Second one. Just we'll get patience. Yeah, we'll get, your we'll train get is moving too cotton. fast. Patience. I, I'm, I'm taking control of my train after Hazard went off, ran off on it. Okay. So, yeah, if you open one copy of the NV unit, that's good. You have all the abilities and such. However, NV units also have a different set of things that they can upgrade there one of the such is their ex levels so you get up to ex level three so ex plus one ex plus two and ex plus three to get to get to those ex pluses you need a dupe for ex plus one you need one dupe for ex plus two you need two dupes and the last one i think you need four dupes from what i remember and not only do you need a dupe you also need a pearl or it's a material just different set of materials that you either get as raid rewards or login rewards or any other way that the game could give it out to you so it's, it's a limited quantity material and it's a dupe of the nv rarity unit that you pulled directly yes so specifically pull five of them nine nine oh my four. gosh it's it's a bit different because um you you awaken them with the with character shards which the main way to get them is check, swapping in the copies of that unit. You get 50 shards and a, a pearl or two for each one you exchange. But there are a couple other ways to get the shards as well. You get a few from like the login and the event, and then you can exchange lapis for a bundle of them. So I think with just the lapis guarantee, and or maybe even just the event, you can get to EX plus one. 
with only pulling a single copy of the new Envy unit. Oh my gosh, it's War of the Visions. Yeah, it's basically but, War of the Visions. But, but you see, for the new Brave New New Vision units, you do need to get them to EX plus one because they that's when they unlock the set completely different second skill set. Not necessarily. It, it'll it'll depend on the unit. It'll depend on the unit. So at EX plus one, to explain what, what she's referring to, each of the each of the Envy units get something called a Brave Shift. A Brave Shift is a new mechanic where if you go into a Brave Shift, your unit gets totally new um abilities and a different material uh equipment slot. So for example, let's just say you had a, a TDH a single target finishing cloud at regular at re, in the I'm talking about the remake uh, NV cloud, but if you brave shift it, he becomes an AoE chainer with a different equipment slot. So this could mean a lot of like one unit could fulfill multiple roles literally through brave shift. One of the caveats of brave shift is that if you brave shift is if you brave shift and use the ability, it's on a one turn cooldown. You can't go back to your old form. And I think it's the form itself, the brave shift form itself, is on a three turn cooldown. After three turns, it just goes back to the old form, and you can't use it again. Um, it's it's different per one. So clouds one, he will permanently stay in whatever oh, okay. form he's currently shifted to. That's infinite duration. for the end of the combat and all waves though. Yeah, you have to keep in mind that he always starts in his non-shifted. Like, a new combat always starts in a non-shifted form. Yeah, that kind of doesn't matter, though, because actually shifting doesn't use an exactly. action or anything. You just do it at the start of the turn and then select shifted, like, moves. But, like, Tifa and Red, their ones are instead basically, like, a two or three turn, like, powered up state. And then once that expires, they'll go back to their non-brave non shift form. And, and then have a cooldown until they can activate again. So yeah, there's sort of two different types of brave shift. I guess the explanation is that for some units, like Cloud is an, it's like an alternate form, like, while for other units like Tifa and Raid, it's like a trans or a trans form. Like. And I would say that for the trans units, those would be probably much more important to get the EX1 for, because the trans doesn't really modify your skill set in the sense it, it makes you more powerful, so you're gonna just weave it into your normal use. One of the things that happens on the thing that Boris just mentioned is that at NV level, you get brave abilities. So brave abilities are new, very powerful abilities, three to four, I think, and these abilities can be enhanced up to five levels. It, it's basically just a new version of ability enhancements or latent yeah. abilities, because the, the materials for those are mostly generic rather than character specific i think there's a couple character specific but it's all like i think the specific ones are from like a vortex boss that's just repeatably fightable and the uh, generic ones are from like mulking shops the same as enhancement chris in other words it is a lot more busy work yeah it's it's a lot more grind and one of the things about brave abilities is that some of them are also magnus abilities so JP started adding Magnus abilities to Envy units as well. Most important question of all, though, is you said that there were two completely separate uh, lists of equipment. Does that mean I have to equip the same unit twice? Yes. They can use, they can use the you can same copy paste gear it. over both slots. So you would only have to gear them differently if they actually want different gear. So if I had a, an Envy unit that was a mage, for example, and then he also had a hybrid brave shift thing then i would want different gear for that 
and hypothetically, we, we might we might get units that like completely switch roles. Like maybe we have a unit that swaps between I don't know tank and breaker. It's AI Katie version two. Sisu guys, Sisu. Or yeah, Cecil changing between Paladin or Dark Knight, or probably War of the Visions Gilgamesh changing between physical and magic damage. One of the things that they're actually doing with this, and that I really like, is that when you do Brave Shift, you get a you get a better sprite animation, like a different sprite, so it's actually visible. Like the changes is the one I thought that was really cool. Yeah, like Cloud gets on his motorcycle when his bra- when he Brave Shifts. I think. Of course he does. So, so if Paladin Cecil really gets like a Brave Shift that puts him into a Dark, like I think Dark Knight, that would be amazing. The other aspect to Envy is that vision cards were introduced. Okay, those vision cards are the best part of it, okay? Have you seen the sprite art? They're adorable! Yeah, they look so good. They look so good. So for people that don't know, and Hazard who probably didn't look into it, vision cards are basically another form of Espers. That's the easiest way to explain it. You attach it to a unit. Well, like just another equipment. Yeah, you attach it to an Envy unit, and they get up to three different abilities from the vision card. And it depends on the rarity of the card and of the unit. Are these cards unit specific or where do they come from? Um, the, you can get like each natural envy unit will have a specific card that you get when you get them to EX plus three, which is like a guaranteed way. But also whenever you summon a natural envy unit, you will get a random vision card which can include all of the ones available from EX3, so none of them are locked behind that. And then there's also some available, just like some generic ones available through like uh, event shops and stuff. And vision cards can be leveled up by fusing dupes together, or there are cactor vision cards where you can level up your vision cards. So it's another layer of uh, equipment growth that they've introduced. Yeah, they've, they've like increased the complexity incredibly. So not only is there like a new rarity type, the rarity type can be upgraded to three EX levels. The rarity type can also equip this new vision card accessory slash Esper. And you can also enhance abilities in a different way from normal enhancements on this unit. And you can brave shift the units uh, to a di- totally different kit. So it's like really upping and each of these like parts can be leveled so like different mats for everything this this isn't even including the bit about old units and how they need how, what they need to be turned into envy units that's oh, a whole nother that's, like that's one thing essay in and of itself well that's that's not a huge thing though it's just stmr right oh no they they're like fairly like they have quite a few differences between old and new new vision new, vision. new units yeah there's quite a few there's a lot of difference. So the first difference is that you mentioned STMR. So if you want, let's just say you have Tifa right now and you want to get her to NV, you need a level 120 Tifa with her STMR completed. Then she's eligible. F- so that's yeah. Four. Then she's eligible for NV. Then after that, if you want to get her to plus EX1, plus EX2, plus EX3, the requirements are double that of regular NV units. As it, are they? Uh, I- I, and I remember that. watching Win. Fo- I no, I, I was watching Win Foxy stream, and it was it was much more than it, it, it than regular NV units in terms of shards that were required. Okay. Wait. So okay. So I have actually three seven star Tifas with STMRs. No, sorry, two with STMRs and then one seven star Tifa. So one of the things that ends up happening is that if you have one unit with STMR and another one, you're actually losing out. Because right, because I was gonna ask like, what happens if I like, can I transform my STMR Tifa to many more shards than just a seven star Tifa? Nope, it is the same. Ooh. No, that that's the unfortunate thing. 
creating creating second copies of STMR's loser's shard oh, value. Shit. Other than that, they're rip preserved. Rip my 16 Kurasamas. Oh my god. You Although, mean rip my Ram and Freya that I fed any. to the trash shop. Yeah. I've been telling people oh, yeah. for years to not yeah, trust remember coin we said, five star bases. Never, never coin five star bases. I fed them to the trash shop after I started getting like but what, that's just the bad news. Of Freya and like the twelfth copy of Ram. Okay. Sorry, I will never feel bad for you for that. But that's 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 just the bad news because there's some good news to this. They increased the rainbow rate to ten percent, so you're supposed to get more rainbows from it. And during this event, they actually gave out a free Tifa STMR ticket, free Tifas, and free Red Thirteens, and so that you would they would at least be able to get to EX level one in terms of the resources that they gave out. In addition, because now rainbow rates are 10%, envy is 1% of you pulling a, uh, a give in any given battle. There we go. So we're back. And we're back. We're back to 2016. 1% we know. 1% we know safety net, by the way. So we are back all the way to 2016. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but, but let's not overreact here. So the concern I have is that it's 1%, but we don't know what percent of that is going to be on ban. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, with there only being one natural Neo. Because right now the five star banner rates are also terrible. I think it was three to se three to six is from what I read. Uh, four point five from what I'm seeing here, because there's one point five percent for Barrett, Tifa, and Red Thirteen. Okay, so it was, it was something like that. It's still pretty bad. Yeah, technically that's seven point five out of ten. Because they basically, I think, I think they pick the on banner rate first, and then they set. The total rainbow rate just to be high enough so that they feel like people are getting a bunch of stuff. I, d I don't think that they're giving us more off banner rainbows at the expense of on banner rainbows. They're just increasing the off banner rainbow rate so that we get more off banner stuff for free. No, but okay, okay, okay. Let's take a step back. Let's let's not be the pitchfork mob here. Okay, first of all, the the on banner rates are higher now. Like they they are higher. They're almost they are forty five percent. Uh, on banner rates that that's higher than what we have now second yes to get cloud which is the most lucrative and, and this is probably going to be like this could be the pattern i mean we we let's not do the slippery slope shit because like we don't know but from this banner the pattern could be that you get like the new envy unit along with old relevant envy units and so cloud is one percent but on a normal banner that rate would be 1.5 so yes there's a 50 percent drop in um, not a fifty percent drop, it's a thirty-three percent drop uh, of probability of cloud. So that is significant, but it's not as huge as people are saying it to be because you still have a ten percent on like rainbow rate on the banner as well. So you're gonna get a ton of dupes preparing yourself for future, um, future future envy shifts as well. So I heard that uh, they're only going to be making the older unit versions of envy rarity one or two a month is that correct yes yep there's like one every two weeks currently scheduled like i think dark veritas lauren and old cloud upland but there may also be like in addition to that ones that come with associated banners and that might not be included it might be like one every two weeks that isn't tied to a banner plus banner ones we've got how many rainbows like 300 ish yeah a lot. yeah it's gonna take yep. like years i mean they're just gonna do it for relevance that's their banners that's their 10-year plan Boris. i am 
I am actually okay with them doing it doing it at a slower pace because I think that when they did the seven star batches all at once, we ended up with a lot of units that just never got anything interesting. Yeah, like Knight Delita. And I think that if I, I think that they were afraid of introducing too many strong units. Oh, you... Alright, you can shut up, Maros. I'll kill you. <laughs> I, I agree with Muspel. I actually really like this schedule, because one of the things that they urged that NV was, it was not 8-star, and that it's supposed to go along with 7-star units, and if that's the case... I don't I highly doubt that, I mean, just, just, okay. just, just look at the units, like... At well, EX they're plus urging three, it. Cloud, urge... At EX plus 3, Cloud has over 450 base attack. I've I've seen what a four thousand attack cloud, okay. EX plus two and plus three are very much whale territory, especially for mm -hmm. the new units. And like for the old ones, there's not much reason to get them to beyond. I think EX in terms one. of polling strategy, there's a few big changes you have to keep in mind. The first is that for damage dealers, just from looking at the base stats and eyeballing it, my my guess, based on some quick napkin math, is that. Going to EX plus 3 is a damage increase of about 50% just from the stats, and that's not counting anything else like the vision card or getting the unit's STMR or anything else that you get along the way. So I think that when you pull for a damage dealer, you're going to want to hoard a lot and probably pull for somebody and get them to EX plus 3. You don't want to go for just EX plus, for, for just the base version of the unit. But I mean, it requires so much pulling, though, Muspel. Or maybe 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 plus two, because plus three requires more dupes. I would disagree yeah, me too. with that, but I think plus one is enough. Maybe for the new ones, plus two. And I think that what you should do is like, so so it works like this. So the five K lapis bundle gives you EX plus one on this banner. I mean, obviously we don't know how future banners will be, and then you also need to pull a copy of the unit. I think it's a much more sounder strategy to do this like two times or three times a year for a damage dealer rather than absolutely wailing out for one because that's going to cost far too and much. The question I think is going to be what do what do non DPS units look like with Neo Visions? Like what are their brave shifts? What kind of like how important is it to get them to EX plus one or plus two or plus three? Yeah, that's the big question mark. So I was going to say, I am actually super positive about Envy. And I know a lot of people like hating on it, but I am super positive solely based on the fact that now pulling a random Envy, which is kind of like pulling a random rainbow, is actually not entirely worthless. Because a six-star unit is absolute shit. Like, you can do nothing with a six-star unit unless it has, like, a weird tiny utility, like a huge break or a huge imperil or some shit. But normally, like, your six-star unit is worthless. That's the thing, Barrels. I'm a bit worried about where they're going with those brave abilities. Like... Yeah, yeah but, but let's not, like, speculate. No, no, my I mean, worry is that the they start slope. making the unit's base kit for envy units so bad that they, necessarily, they just need their brave abilities to actually be really, really relevant. So... They're going to start. They're going to start transitioning towards making people having to pull. But you get the second... brave abilities. You mean the brave shifts, right? Yeah, Not that the brave one. Abilities. Yeah, the brave shift. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I think what Cotton's touching on here is that if you pull Cloud right now in the two weeks that this banner is live, it's fine because you're going to get his EX plus one guaranteed during that event. The issue is if you're a newer player or if you if you quit and you came out later and you shitter a Cloud. You're, you you need to wait until you pull another Cloud to get it, unless that there's an event rerun on it. 
But that's only true if, okay, okay, again, my statement is, is still true where you're not getting a worthless unit. The Envy base cloud is actually strong. No, no, that, that's, that's definitely that, like, true. That's definitely the, true. The, the, the Envy base cloud, Envy base red, and Envy base Tifa are actually really strong units, meaning you're actually getting something which I think is fantastic. Then yes, okay. Yeah, but that's, that's like, now, you see, in the future and knowing how Alim is as monetizing as yes, they are. it could. Yeah, yeah, but let's not speculate. I mean, we, we have no reason to believe they're going to shit all over this except for, you know, experience of five years <laughs> of MMB. But like, <laughs> otherwise, yeah. we have no reason to believe. No, but I'm also saying that, like, looking at Gacha in general, like, looking at the genre, this is kind of the the direction it's moving in, where you're seeing that you're actually getting a lot of value of your... Wait, did I say it wrong? Gacha? Genre. <laughs> genre, yeah. That's what I said. Gacha genre. They said genre. I'm just I'm tired I'm tired anyway uh, so it's it's moving towards this direction where like uh, uh, it's no longer you're not getting a useful unit but rather it's costing an incredible amount to whale out and I I actually think that's like a a better way for free to play uh, people because no longer do you have to pull two dupes because that can be horrible uh, you can actually get a decent unit on Envy. You can actually be happy about a random Envy. And that's that, that's going to bring back the joy for me. Like, Seven Stars killed the game so much for me in, in terms of enjoyment. Because you know you know me. I, I do shit decisions. I actually pull dailies. I don't anymore, but I did. And when you get a random rainbow, you were just not happy anymore. You were just like, oh, yeah, great. I, I got something. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that overall, I'm kind of lukewarm on the system. Like, I like it conceptually, but some of, like, materials being character-specific and just the rates of things, I'm not so keen on, so I'll wait to see how it develops. But a couple points I wanted to make. The first one was in terms of, like, relative power spike, because just based on some preliminary numbers that are pretty rough currently, but from what we're seeing so far, it seems like the these first near visions compared to like the previous top end seven stars is maybe like a 50 percent increased spike on average which is smaller than six to seven star was and also smaller than like esther was on gl and maybe even Axstar on jp so it's not it's not quite yeah i was gonna say 50 percent is kind of like a normal spike yeah i mean we've seen 50 percent spikes recently anyway like from from normal just power spikes in units so and one other thing i was just thinking is that there's mention of like oh there's no safety name for it and like in jp that's basically a natural continuation of fist units being completely unuseable and the new banners like not having step ups and kind of the guarantees being ridiculously expensive Oh, I didn't actually know that continued. So so there are no actual step-ups for, for this banner. Not currently, I don't think. But I'm thinking that this is purely theorizing at this point, but maybe in GL we could see something like one select ticket for four or five character shards. That would be like a roughly on-par rate of getting them, and that could be our sort of similar to how we have prisms for eight tickets currently. Yeah, well, I was uh, talking to a friend yesterday that plays JP, and I actually suggested the same thing. That it would be, would be pretty cool in GL if we could exchange uh, our select tickets for um, shards and like a, a huge amount. I actually suggested twenty for so EX one. So my concern but, yeah. is that 
there are aspects of this that I like, like the idea of units shifting between different forms that can that could be some interesting design space that hasn't really been explored. But I don't have a lot of confidence in Alim or Gumi's ability to balance it well. Because if you look at the kinds of things they've done before when they tried to push the power envelope, it just resulted in long periods of awful design. Like, I'm betting that we're going to get some unit that can swap between two roles and just negates a lot of trial mechanics or, or team building constraints. And it'll create tons of issues, and then they'll have to try to design bullshit trials so that it doesn't trivialize everything. Oh, so you're actually not afraid of it being an unfair system. You're afraid of this. Oh, this is an interesting point, Muspel. So you're afraid of it. I, I, I am afraid of that, too. But I think that, like, e e even, even if it weren't for those issues, I don't have faith in their ability to design the game around this. No, I get it. That, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like, this system is set up so that they could introduce even more... Um, um, destructive game mechanics we still need to do that podcast episode uh on destructive game mechanics actually they're going to introduce a tank that can have one gear set up as a physical tank and one gear set up as a magic tank and swap every turn just depending yeah. on what you need that that's going to happen i think the what the nv's new vision system is already trivializing current trials like remember that big behemoth trial that everyone was saying was really really hard in jp i think someone two turned it recently two turned yeah, they did. it yeah, but Kuja did kind of the same, though, to be honest. Working on what Muspel said, just going back, I, I think people, like, when we think about Seven Stars, right now Seven Stars have, like, stabilized to a certain degree. Like, all the new units, they get some form of TTW or TTH. But way back when Seven Stars first started to come out, that wasn't the case, especially for older units. Like, look at seven, old Seven Star Beatrix. Like, she has, all of her passives are all, all at the wrong places. Or even, like, Seven Star Gilgamesh, like, the old FF5 Gilgamesh. Like these are, Alim and Gumi had struggled for months, almost a full year on what to do with these old units. And what I fear is that N and NV is going to be an extension of that, in my, in my opinion, because... But I'm not too afraid of that. They're not introducing new mechanics like TDW or TDH. No, they are introducing new mechanics with Brave Shift, Brave Abilities, and, like, the, yeah, the cards. Yeah, but, but, it's, but it's not the same thing as, as you know... You're right, like, it's worse. In, in in terms of complexity it's 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 going to be harder to balance is what i'm saying because yeah. the the idea is that it took them a full year to finally figure out how to get this shit right and now we've come to a point where we've stabilized and we're getting better un like we're getting decent units every almost every single banner but now we're going to go back to the days of when old seven star units were like a throwing a dart onto a wall blindfolded. Like we don't know what we're going to get. You know what? You know what else is going to happen? They're going to introduce units that swap between like chainer and tank, or tent or healer and finisher, and then you just load up your team with six support units, tanks, and healers, and then when you're ready, you swap everybody to damage, and the boss just vaporizes. There is a small consolation here as far as the if they're only releasing one or two new ones. A month at least the old ones maybe that won't be quite so awful as, as you were saying muspel no wait, wait wait but i think you misunderstood or maybe i misunderstood but it's like two one or two old units get upgraded nvs but it could still be that every banner from now on has an nv unit though so it could still well, be like yes i'm just saying that the that it won't be quite as uh explosive as a seven one where we got like 
a dozen in a banner all at the same time. Not quite as fast as ten a month. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not too afraid of what you're saying, Shadow, where like the brave abilities might be the place where it's difficult to balance. I'm more on Muspel's side here, where I think that the brave shift, given that it could like introduce an entirely different kit than gearing, is where the balance is going to be. I, I was saying both. I was referring to both. No, I'm saying that brave abilities would be hard to balance around too. Like, I'm looking at Klaus now. Uh, his level 1 finisher skill does a 47.4 times mod that you can triple cast, which is normal, I guess, for a current meta. His level 4 brave ability is 100 times, 100 mod physical finishing skill. Yeah, but I mean, but that's mod just mods. Cast. Okay, okay, maybe I'll, I'm gonna eat my words, but that's just mods, okay? That, that's like making the ability stronger. <laughs> that won't, you know, th that won't make this thing where, oh, you can gear for different elemental resistances in your different gear slots, and then you can like shift between them to completely negate weird bosses and shit like that. That's the part I'm actually now worried about, and I didn't even think about oh, it before. Oh, crap. Oh, yeah, that, that is a good point, actually. That is a really good point. So there's going to be like a... Or like, you know, full evasion. So you have full evasion in the second slot for everyone. And then it's like, oh, you know that the big AoE is coming, so you just switch to full evasion. There, there's going to be a ton of that to think about, like combined with the destructive mechanics we have right now. Yeah, one thing I was just going to say is Shadow was mentioning how the, like things have finally stabilized and they finally learned how to get it right and stuff. But we did just spend like the first half <laughs> or the start of this banner talking about how freaking boring the latest banner was because they're so generic. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. So this bring, it brings up a lot of new and interesting things. To be fair, we weren't calling them generic. Yeah, we were the, calling the them... new ones are generic. Okay, yeah, we were calling them generic, yes. <laughs> no, 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 unique, unique, powerful, synergy. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, for me, I knew they were going to put in some system, and it seems like they've put some thought into it, and at least there's a lot of different new things. I get that there's reasons to worry. There's always going to be reasons to worry. But the thing that comforts me is that gotcha games are always going to be terrible as far as the gotcha portion is concerned. It's always going to be awful, awful. Um, so for me, it's just if I still enjoy playing the game, if I can still enjoy the units, then I think, you know, I'll still be in a good spot. Uh, Speaking from experience, has it? Yeah, and I think we're gonna be able to enjoy it more, to be honest. Like, I think that given that you don't have to keep pulling these dupes, because, okay, so so if, if this trend continues, you're gonna just have to pull just, but you're gonna have to pull a cloud on banner, and then you're gonna need to have 5k lapis over, you're gonna get your EX1, meaning that you're gonna get what is today the equivalent of a non-STMR'd that's assuming they still keep the 5k thing to get them to x1 yeah yeah i'm not too worried because again the system is very very similar to war of the visions and that's exactly how war of the vision works like you you always like with the unit banner you get a special shop where you can buy shards for vizior for that unit which is the lapis of war of the visions uh hazard did you already speak or can i go for it okay um in terms of final fantasy Brave Xpace as it is right now, we're actually the gotcha system is comparatively very nice in my opinion. Because if you want a good unit, theoretically you only need two copies of it, which is very plausible in any given scenario if you pull on that banner. Especially with the way our USC works compared to JP. Yeah, tell uh, tell uh, Lemon that. Like, is it? It's very plausible, Lemon, to not get eleven Palums and Porums, and actually get two Cecils. But but the point that I'm trying to make here is that other Gotcha games, like War of the Visions, is a great one. There's layers of Gotcha, and that you get you not only need to pull for the unit, you need to pull for several unit, for copies of the said unit and equipment, 
and their espers and whatever else. So in, in, in a sense... I'm glad through all this there's still just one gacha. In a sense, FFB still only has one level of gacha, except in this version, the new level of gacha that was introduced was actually not NV, but the cards. Because that's the only new level of gacha that was reintroduced, and I think so far it's okay. Yeah, but but that's still attained through the same gacha. Yeah, it is, exactly. So it's it's not really as bad as people are making out to be. Unlike HTML's specific cards aren't locked behind specific exactly. units. You can still get them randomly and then level them up with the character cards. Yeah, that's really nice. But, okay, I want to also say something. A mistake we often make in this pod, because I'm the only person not working like that in this pod, and that's we're always kind of assuming the hoarding and hard pull mentality, uh, which, like, I wasn't up until now. Um, and and I'm still not sure I am. But a lot of players are also play <laughs> but a lot of players are also playing casually they're you know they're like spending their tickets here and there they're doing some like they're probably doing dailies at least under the banners they like and sure they're trying probably trying to save up some and those players i fully believe with the new system are going to have a much more pleasant experience because yes like I don't think the game has changed much for the hoarders. The hoarders still have the same thing, where, like, the hoarders had to ex uh, expect of, like, doing at least two laps on a banner or three laps, which is, like, 50 to 75k lapis uh, to, to get, like, a seven-star guaranteed. But the... And it's kind of the same. Now you're going to have to spend a lot of lapis to pull a cloud, and then you're going to have to spend 5k more for a, for a shard. Whereas the people that kind of casually play, that throw a tick, and they're like, oh, it's a red crystal! Oh, my God! And then it opens, and it's cloud... You got a great unit. You should be so happy. You can use it for DV. You can use it for trials. That's joy. And I like that joy is coming back. I'm going to be honest. Oh, bless your heart, Maris. I hope it's true. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I know it is for me because I played the game like that before. Like, I played the game like that before, and this is going to be a much happier experience for me. We, we've gotten a nice array of viewpoints. I mean, I guess the different perspective, like, for holders like me, I prefer the old system where, like, there, there is a guarantee that you just need X amount of lapis to actually get your seven star, to get the first copy of the unit, then you can, you will see a prism and it easily get the seven star. Like, if they've pulled the new system from JP as it is now with no safety net, with just with a 1% rate, I, yeah. I'm not really sure I'm, I'm going to be happy about it. But I think, I don't think that's going to happen. That's not going to happen because our banner system has completely changed from JP. Like right mm. now, JP doesn't have any step ups, and by the so what happens in JP is that you do five k ten plus ones, and on the I think fifth one it's free. So after twenty k lapis, you get a free ten plus one. That's that's our only thing that's there. So I I remember watching a stream somebody spending like seventy k lapis and not getting a single cloud. So that you're right there there is. Was that Furcula? No, it wasn't Furcula. Furcula got it pretty quickly. So did Vegan. How does Envy work though, Shadow? Like like the rarity itself. I mean, like, how do you pull dupes of NVs? Because is it like if you get a red crystal on the banner, it's guaranteed to be cloud, or could it be like any NV? Well, there's only one V, one NV right now, so every red crystal is a cloud now. On only natural NV units will be pulled as NV from Gacha. Yeah, so we don't know. Like, we don't, we don't know. So, like, theoretically, the next banner could be that like NV rate is three percent. Whereas on banner envy rate is one percent, so we don't know these details yet, right? We don't, we don't know yet because there isn't more than one natural envy yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Oh, okay, I get it. I get it now. Okay. Because yeah, like Tifa and Red can't pull at envy rarity. 
No, exactly. They are like a normal rainbow. So we're technically getting like a 1% rate of a new rainbow type on banner. And then we don't know like next banner might, the 1% might actually be higher because you might be able to pull other NV units. I have a feeling it'll be lower. Maybe. Like yeah. Helium can't be that generous, can they? Well, let's see. I mean, 1% is still very low. Like, uh, I mean, I understand it for this banner, but future banners, 1% NV total sounds very low. There's no point in creating a whalish system unless you have the incentive to keep whaling because you got this random unit that you didn't think you were going to get. And now you feel like, oh, yeah, now I have to max this unit too. So, yeah. But I don't know. Anything can happen. I mean, Alim has let us down many times before, so let's see. And we'll see if they'll let us down again, which they will. We'll definitely have to see how it develops. <laughs> oh boy, real <laughs> vote of confidence. Anyway, I think I think that's pretty much pretty much us for this week. So thank you for listening to this episode of the JP Exclusive Podcast. And we'll see you all <laughs> next week. Well done, Dream. Well done. <laughs> Cue the song. <laughs>